1: Welcome to Lama Surya Awakening Now podcast. This podcast is an expression of our shared connection. We depend on you, our community of listeners for support. Please go to mindpodnetwork.com/suryadas and you can either click on the donate button or bookmark the Amazon link. We get a small percentage of all of your purchases. Or you can go and sign up for a free trial with Audible.com. Your support will allow Lama Suryadas to continue to illuminate the timeless Tibetan wisdom.
2: So from the view of the great lawful unfolding or perfection or rightness, to things just as they are, comes the meditation of leaving it as it is, not visualizing, not transforming, not purifying, and so on, as one might well do in other practices, including other Buddhist practices, including other Tibetan Buddhist Vajrayana practices. But this is Dzogchen practice, the great perfection teachings, direct access, non-dual teachings, mystical teachings. Not the progressive path, but the sudden-awakefulness path. Based on the are all Buddhas by nature, we only have to recognize when, what we are. That's the view, the perspective, the glimpse, the vision, the outlook or stance. We st- sum it up the word view with a capital V, not views and opinions with a small v. The view, darshan in Sanskrit, divine vision. God's eye view, God's perspective, darshan in Sanskrit, in Tibetan, tawa. The bigger picture, tawa, the view from above. From that comes the meditation of non-meditation, of just being, of letting be, of letting go. Not of suppressing things, not of... Letting yourself go and getting carried away. There's a difference between going with the flow and being carried away. Just like there's a difference between losing yourself in oblivion, in inebriation, or in madness, on one hand, and losing yourself and finding your true self mystically or in love or cosmic orgasm or satori breakthrough experience, on the other hand. There's a difference. Losing yourself and finding your true self, or just oblivion, losing yourself in sleep, in heedlessness, in inebriation, in madness, or whatever. So these are some subtle distinctions to be made according to our tradition. This is, that's why it's called mystical or advanced teachings. It's not just morality, it's not just the gradual path of purification and renunciation and transformation, and so on. Although that's part of the basic Buddhist tradition, Mahayana Buddhist tradition and so forth, that the Dzogchen practice is rooted in or grounded in. But based on a more natural morality, not legislated, but resting in the view, then there's nothing else to do. Who would you exploit? From whom would you steal? Etc. Who would you lie to when things are perfect as they are? Etc. So from the view comes the meditation of non meditation, leaving it as it is. And from that naturally evolves. The action, proactive Buddha activity, the conduct or the action, Buddha activity, not reactive karmic egocentric activity, selfish activity, egocentric activity, but proactive Buddha activity as needed. If not needed, no need, no action. Like if there's no wind, no waves. If there's wind waves, no resistance. The ocean doesn't feel it's being disturbed when the waves arise. The ocean doesn't feel bored when the waves subside. So from the bigger point of view, it's all just ripples on the surface and the depths remains unchanged. So from the view comes the meditation of non-meditation. From that naturally evolves the action, the conduct, the engagement, responsiveness, proactive Buddha activity, not reactive, self-centered karmic activity. So this is the view, meditation, and action. Could I have Roman numerals, Christopher? The view, meditation, and action of the great perfection of Dzogchen. This is how Dzogchen's always explained Dzogchen and its sister practice, Mahamudra, according to view, meditation, and action. Dzogchen, the great perfection, the great completeness teachings, the ultimate consummation teachings of the high Vajrayana or diamond path Tibetan Buddhism. Dzogchen. Could I have some kind of numbers on view, meditation, and action? Thank you. Didn't teach you Roman numerals, I guess, over there in Sandhurst. We're more traditional here in this country. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just teasing you. Just trying to get a laugh. Just to relax a little. Last <laughs> night I was picking on Ron, our retreat manager. Today it's you, Christopher. Bear with it. Buddhism, of course, is always explained from the ground up. Number one. Sheila, ethics, number two, leading to number two, samadhi, meditation, mindfulness, leading to number three, wisdom. From the ground up, the basic progressive path of Buddhism, the eightfold path of Buddhism, Buddha's main teaching, the basis of all the schools and sects and traditions of Buddhism in all the countries and all the traditions of the world from number one, shila, ethics, self-discipline, morality, virtue, and so on, character, integrity, which is mostly behavioral, though not entirely, to leading to number two, once we get clear, straight, then leading to samadhi, concentration, awareness, mindfulness, reflection, and so on, leading to number three, wisdom, prajna, transcendental wisdom and love, selfless wisdom, universal wisdom, prajna, gnosis, prajna, paramita, gnosis. Gradual, the Eightfold Path, from the ground up, ethics, right action, right speech, and so on, leading to concentration, right effort, and right mindfulness, leading to wisdom, Right view and right something, right intentions. The Eightfold Path. But Dzogchen has always explained swooping down from above with the view. I know I'm going fast. This is basic Buddhism. You can read about it in Awakening the Buddha Within. Eight Steps to Enlightenment, Eightfold Path. Everybody knows about Eightfold Path. If you're new to Buddhism, don't worry. We're not here to study Buddhism. We're practicing Dzogchen meditation. That's why I'm skipping over that. In Dzogchen, swooping down from above with the bigger perspective that we're all Buddhas by nature. We only have to recognize who and what we are. That's why it's not a progressive path that takes infinite lifetimes, as some say. The view, the glimpse, the divine intuition, God's eye, leading to just being, leaving it as it is, the non-meditation and natural but Buddha, activity, liberating, beneficial, generous, including all the transcendental virtues, and so on. Because without self, then who would you harm? Who would you exploit, steal from, lie to, manipulate, etc.? Or worse, kill, beat. Thus, all of the precepts, all the purifications, all of the virtues are included in selflessness, in unselfishness, and so on. So we practice. The Tibetan saying is swooping down from above with the view, the bigger picture, while climbing up the path, the spiritual mountain, whatever image you use or allegory, while climbing up from below through the gradual path according to one's capacity, according to one's interests and aspirations. Of course, you might very well be an impeccable, ethical, moral person. You might very well be a himself, nonviolent, a vegetarian, um, uh, an altruist, or even a saint, like Mother Teresa. Of course, why not? That fits totally with the right side being there. So we call this being there while getting there every step of the way, balancing absolute and relative truth. The absolute truth things as they are the relative truth of how it appears and works and functions through karma, causation, cause and effect. Being there while getting there every step of the way, not waiting. If this is too abstract, if I'm going too fast, if this sounds too foreign, let me quote Christianity. Every step of the way to heaven is heaven, as Saint Catherine of Siena sang. We should be able to understand that, not too hard. I mean, it's a little um, poetic, but it's beautiful. It's in English. Every step of the way to heaven is heaven. It's a heavenly life. That's what we're talking about, not waiting. So this is the theoretical or fundamental basis and outline of Dzogchen, the view that we're following, that everybody generally uses to understand Dzogchen, not general Buddhism, the view, meditation, and action. And of course we could account for the result or enhancement or both taking it to the next level or integrating in life. We'll go into that the last day or two of the retreat. So now let's talk about the actual meditation instruction, the three naturals, the meditation instruction that I'm giving, developing it in this way and that way. Let's not get confused by the beginning, chanting, or breathing, or at the end chanting, and loving-kindness and compassion meditation. That's just the brackets, the bookends, for the main naked awareness meditation of tregjit, or seeing through, cutting through. Awareness alone meditation. Based on the three naturals, natural body, natural breath and energy, and third, natural mind. The three naturals are the three principles of natural meditation. Now, you might say, well, that doesn't sound like anything. Well, I'm telling you, it's not. Natural body, not special positions, postures, and asanas. Also, notice it doesn't say sitting, any position. Moshe Feldenkrais, who founded the great Feldenkrais method, said the best posture is standing relaxed and upright. Notice how natural that is. Just standing relaxed and upright is the best posture, is excellent posture. So, natural body, just sitting, not any special position, or just standing. Or, for that matter, by extension, it could be just walking or just lying down or just whatever you're doing, which is the point. And, second, natural breath and energy, not breath pumping, not mantra chanting, not praying for world peace in this moment. Maybe at the end, yes, but in this moment, no. Just natural body, natural breath, natural voice, natural energy. Not breath holding, not breath pumping, and so on. And then third, natural heart-mind, as it is. This is a little more subtle and tricky. Outer body, inner breath, energy, sound. But then secretly or or innermostedly, very most subtly, the the heart-mind. What's that doing? So, not trying to control it, not radiating light, not visualizing Buddhas. Just as it is. Putting the engine, you know, pushing in the clutch, disengaging the gears. Putting the engine an idle, letting it run down, not feeding it gas. When the engine, when the ge- gear shift is in neutral, the engine may spin, but the wheels don't take you anywhere. When you push the clutch, the engine may spin, but the wheels don't take you anywhere. That's the idea, not being carried away. And let it all go, and run down, and exhaust itself. Like when the water becomes clear, when you stop stirring and shaking it, and all the mud drops to the bottom, and the clarity emerges as if from within. When you stop stirring and shaking it, the mud drops to the bottom and the clarity emerges as if from within. So natural heart-mind, as it is, minding the mind, awareness, aware of awareness, not getting caught up in judging and evaluating or positive or negative thoughts, not getting caught up in chains of discursive thinking, just noticing things arise and disappear on their own in the consciousness field, noticing them arise and disappear like ripples on the stream, on the stream of consciousness. Noticing the physical sensations, the sense perceptions, the thoughts and memories arise and go if you let them arise and go, not suppressing them, letting them arise, and not holding on to them or reifying, concretizing them, letting them go in the greater flow, stream of consciousness, flow of awareness and just seeing through the entire sitcom, the entire movie, the entire spectacle. For now, later, we can get more involved in our activities in the world or with others. So we call this seeing through or being through, treachery, cutting through, literally. That's the meditation we're doing, is Dzogchen Natural Meditation. Pure awareness, not visualizing, not mantra chanting, etc. Seeing things as they are, the first step on the Eightfold Path. Right vision or clear vision. Seeing things as they are, not as they ain't. Seeing things as they are, not as we would like them to be. Seeing it as it is. The first step on the Eightfold Path, the wisdom step, right vision or right view, wise view, seeing it as it is, not as it ain't. Seeing things as they are, not as we are with our projections and interpretations. So this is how we're practicing here. I'll be teaching this every day and putting in little twists and turns, tips and pointers about this. Teaching again this afternoon. Don't get confused by the chants and the breathing exercise at the beginning or the end. Balancing the absolute and the relative, or the doing and being. This meditation is more relying on being. In general, religious and spiritual practice in life is relying on doing, doing the right thing, not the wrong thing, and so on. But this is a little more subtle. This is the Dzogchen meditation, relying on being. Seeing if we can balance all these doings that we're generally lost in with being itself, which is always there, but we're sort of lose touch with. It's hard to just be, isn't it? We always feel like, well, what can I do? What should I do? Am I doing it right, this being, and so on. So the ultimate instruction about just being is military, at ease, at ease, think about that. Natural mind is Buddha mind, as they say. Suzuki Roshi says, Buddha nature is human nature. When you become truly you, Buddha becomes Buddha. Zen becomes Zen. Any questions, please? I could talk all day, but please ask your questions and clarify things for yourself. It's really the best way to do this work. Don't be shy. I know you have them. Don't save them all until Friday or Saturday. Yes.
1: Hi. Hi. You said to ignore the breathing and chanting, uh, just to just be. That in, this, in Zen practice, I've heard all of the ceremony referred to as toys, something mm-hmm. for the mind to catch onto, so you don't right. fall asleep. Yes. Is it with the same spirit? That's that you what Buddha said, that? said.
2: Yes, that's what Buddha said. Everything he taught was like toys to lure the children out of the burning house of samsara. So from that point of view, even the silent sitting is that. But then what? What do you do? That's the question I've raised. The sixth patriarch, your friend, the sixth patriarch of Zen apparently said, when somebody said, what is Zen?" He said, "It, it doesn't mean Zen meditation, it means being Zen. Or another translation is that Za zen means sitting, seated zen. But there's more to it to Zen than seated. So then what do I do? That's the big question. What do I do to be? Especially if we I already am. Anyway, we don't have to get into, you know, I am or I am not. You got the right idea. It's all just toys, it's supportive practices bracketing the main practice which begs the question what is the main practice but i'll leave the questions to you you're on the right track yes it's
1: the main practice <laughs>
2: zen not za zen za zen is seated zen it's hard to be seated when you're trying to hurry up and catch a bus so how do you how do you zen then how do you zen then <laughs> you're arguing with your, I don't know, whoever you argue with, your boss, your kids, your mate, yourself, God. (laughs) How do you Zen when you're arguing? Anyway, I'll leave the questions to you. We're getting ahead of ourselves. My point is, and was, and is, don't be distracted by the chants and other practices that I'm teaching, as I've said several times seeing through, the naked awareness practice, and concentrating on that, that's the zogchen meditation we're doing this week. And the other things are warm-up exercise, supportive practices, absolute, balancing the absolute and the relative, etc. Thank you. Christopher has put up on the board from what I taught last time, probably. Every meditation session has three parts, technically known as the beginning, the middle, and the end. It sounds better in Tibetan, the Dampasum, the three indispensables, the Nundra, what comes before, the wo, the main, or the essence, and the after, the J. But what it means is the warm-up exercises, the main exercise, and the cool-down exercises to demystify it and talk in terms of physical exercise. The warm up, the cool down, and the main one in the middle—your your main exercise, the naked awareness. So the warm up has some doings in it, and the cool down. But the main exercise is mostly the non-doing, the being, non-conceptual. Anyway, this will become clear as we go on. And I want to reiterate: you're on the right track. What's your name? Elena. Helena. 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 Very elating questions yes dear yes thank Thank you you.
1: thank you for the practice and the teaching Uh, my my question is just about um being and curiosity Mm -hmm. so if you um if you are if there's phenomena and you're curious or whatever is arising and you're curious is is it part of being to follow that or is it if it just arises or is that Like, you know, the whole attraction, aversion thing. Are you getting sucked into something? It's
2: mostly number two.
1: Attraction?
2: Mostly what you said, the second. Okay. Getting sucked into something from the point of view that we're practicing and talking here. Okay. From another point of view, like in general, questioning, investigation, and seeking is very helpful, important, good, and it's even one of the seven factors of enlightenment taught by Buddha, investigation.
1: But here we're going to. But
2: here we're it. not following. We're not doing analytical or investigatory meditation or deconstructive meditation. You know, there are many kinds of meditation, not just stop thinking.
1: Thank you.
2: Of course, eventually whatever comes up could be it. So if curiosity comes up, you might very well. You know, if you're really, if you are the flow, then that is the Tao, that is the flow. But that's a very advanced, you know, state of oneness or non self. So from the point of view what we're talking about here, don't investigate and give into curiosity because curiosity is just a whatever you said, distraction or allurement. You had words, you understand what you're thinking. Right. You know, you, excuse me, but you, you raise curiosity, which, you know, in general Although unfortunately in religion, many people try to put down doubt. I don't think that's very deep thinking. So you you mentioned curiosity and sort of we're talking about investigating and trying to find out what's true and that all sounds good. But what about following the things that aren't, you know, maybe so positive? Whatever the opposite of curiosity is, I don't know. Like if you're bored or if you're dozing, do you give into that and just, you know, get into that? Or is that equally an enticement, a distraction, an allurement? So from the meditating text point of view, to exaggerate, to make a picture like a caricature so we understand how it works, when the moth sees the light. Light, great, you know? We're in the spiritual world. Light, wonderful. Darkness, bad, right? But when the moth sees the light, what should it do? (laughs) That's the question. (laughs) When the fish smells the worm, what should it do? Get hooked. So, of course, at a later stage, there may be other options for that fish. But now we're talking about the basic, you know, don't get hooked by whatever arises. Practice. See through the floats going by on the Easter parade. Don't get run over by jumping in there. You have a further uh, question? Go ahead.
1: No, I was just thinking when you talked about the fish and the hook, but it's natural for a moth to go to light, and it's natural for a fish to go to the hook.
2: That's right. That's what we're dealing with. And it's natural for the mind to proliferate chains of discursive thinking. But what does natural mean?
1: Right, that's why I asked the it's question. It's natural
2: for people to what? I know You make up, what, you mentioned moss and you mentioned fish. Let's get real. What, who do we really care about here? What are we talking about? What is it natural for you to do or for people to do that may or may not be good for us? That's what we're talking about. What does natural mean? Going to the bar every night? What does natural mean? Taking grabbing as many marbles as you can, children? What is natural? Being selfish, maybe that's a natural state of arrested development. You know, it's natural when you individuate and you, you're two or three or four. But when you get to be 20 or 30 or 40, you start to think about the family, not just the the me. Or even the bigger family, right? So you want to share the marbles, otherwise it's a very lonely life or whatever. So the word natural shouldn't be over... Um, exaggerated
1: okay yes if, hi God, what if you love the chanting and the ritual
2: that's great then you should do it more but that's You're not what i'm teaching here go. this is a zogchen meditation retreat this oh. isn't the vajrayana tibetan buddhist retreat as i said in the beginning of course we're doing these things and i love them too i love this i love all these things but that's not what i'm not teaching chud and drum and bell and initiations and visualization so but try to do something here that you maybe don't do everywhere else, like have silent awareness practice and awareness of awareness, and not just all the other, you know, Hinayana, Mahayana, Vajrayana, Theravada, Pure Land, uh, not to mention yoga and prayer and other practices. Yeah, I love them too, but I'm renouncing those. So I, that's why I'm, I'm really, I keep reminding myself to stay on the view meditation and action of Dzogchen and not get into my hundreds of thousands of mantras that I like to do. And my favorite, you know, Chud chant. There's a lot more than just that short Chud chant, as you can imagine, if you know Tibetan Buddhism. So again, swooping down from above while climbing up from below according to your capacity and interest and inclination. So when you balance your own practice, then you might do a lot of chanting and a little quiet sitting. Or some yoga and chanting and praying and a little quiet sitting. Or you might do a lot of quiet sitting and a little chanting and praying. That's why I put it there like this. It doesn't say percent or how long for the beginning, the middle, and the end. Okay? Okay. Who has the mic? Alice.
1: No, it's not. Yes, it's on. I just wanted to uh, encourage you possibly to uh, do another chanting CD.
2: Okay, thank you. Krishnadas and I are thinking about doing one.
1: Because I have two CDs in my car, yours and (laughs) Krishnadas.
2: You need to get a life, man. There's so many other good ones. (laughs) Don't wait for me. I'm more of a writer than a musician, you know?
1: I, I don't know. It sounds pretty good to me, and it helped me to learn the.
2: Have you heard Dev Pramal?
1: No, I'll have to uh, investigate. But I'm here for you today.
2: I'm here for you, Alice. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate what you're saying. Yes, I love chanting, and I'm thinking about doing something Krishna does called uh, healing Buddha chants or something. He wants to call it healing God chants. We're fighting it out. (laughs) He might come Friday or Saturday night, as he sometimes does in lead chanting. Questions, please. (laughs) Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to Lama Suryadas' Awakening Now Hour. We very much appreciate your support and hope you will continue by going to mindpodnetwork.com slash suryadas and link to the donate button or go to the amazon.com link for all of your purchases. Namaste.